Here's something that's been going on a long time. A disability benefit. A Canada disability benefit. And seriously, why is it that it's taking so long to get to a resolution on this? Now, a joint message has been sent to the Prime Minister asking to please fast-track the Canada Disability Benefit. We need to find out more about what is happening here. Rabia Kader is the National Director of Disability Without Poverty and joins us now. Rabia, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Let's talk about what is happening here. So a joint message has been sent to the Prime Minister. Tell us who is in on this and why it's being sent, please. Well, the open letter was uh, coordinated by Disability Without Poverty and uh, partner organizations, March of Dimes Canada, uh, the MS Society and Race and Disability Canada. Um, it is an open letter signed by over 200 uh, Canadians, uh, many of whom are influential names, uh, like uh, former senator and former mayor of Toronto, current member of the Privy Council, uh, Art Eggleton, uh, like uh, Maitri Foundation and Ivana Capital's businessman, Alan Broadbent, uh, former health minister Alan Rock. Uh, we have, you know, the uh, president of uh, Ryerson University or X University in Toronto, um, Dr. Mohammed Lashmi. We have a couple of other current sitting senators. Uh, we have economists and advisors uh, to government who are academics like Lindsay Ted and Jennifer Robson. Uh, who have signed on to this letter alongside, you know, disability rights activists and people with disabilities like Minu Sikand, Ali Mohammed, uh, you know, our, our, our leadership table members, uh, including, you know, Michelle Hewitt, Luca Petuelli, uh, Guillaume Perron, and others who are calling on government to fast track this benefit that they promised in the throne speech last fall and in the budget last spring. And here we are, and it hasn't come through, and it lets us examine a situation right now. We're talking with Robbie Oketter, who is the National Director of Disability Without Poverty, about a joint letter that has been sent to the Prime Minister saying, hey, please, fast-track the disability benefit. So if we're to look at what is currently in place for people living with disabilities, what do we have? We have a patchwork of stuff across the country. Uh, at the federal level, we have, you know, the, the, the disability tax credit, which is really meaningful to a very limited number of people. We may have other, you know, scattered benefits that people with disabilities might qualify uh, under. Primarily, people with disabilities count on provincial programs, and they vary across the country. In Ontario, for example, uh, an individual living uh, on their own or in a group home situation gets, oh, I think somewhere around uh, $1,179 to cover everything as an individual. And, I mean, if, you know, if, if rents in London are anywhere near what they are in the greater Toronto region, that barely covers rent. 
Yeah, it's getting hard to find rent that would that would be under what you just described if you were living by yourself. So, in other words, can this be adequate? Are these benefits adequate? I think that answer is is becoming pretty clear, isn't it? It is very clear. In fact, you know, um, people with disabilities make up 22% of the Canadian population, but they make up 41% of people living in poverty in this country. That's disproportionate. And people with disabilities don't deserve to live in poverty. Nobody deserves to live in poverty. Everybody deserves to have a livable income. And it's about time that we address disability poverty. We're talking right now about a joint letter sent to the Prime Minister saying, this was mentioned in the throne speech a year ago, why aren't we seeing movement on this? Can you please fast-track the Canada Disability Benefit? And we're talking with Rabia Ketter, who is the National Director of Disability Without Poverty. So what would then a national disability benefit be able to do? Why could this be something that works? Well, this will be game-changing. This will be unique. We will be setting probably a global standard, gold standard around this. We have done it for seniors, you know, it's time to do it for people with disabilities. So it would essentially be a, a supplement that tops up what people are already getting provincially. And we, we want people with disabilities with lived experience to be involved from the design to implementation. We want to make sure that there are no clawbacks. And we want to make sure that it's it's not just a token gesture, that it indeed lifts people out of poverty. People with disabilities shouldn't have to go to food banks. They shouldn't be forced out of their homes. They shouldn't have to choose relationships over money or money over relationships. Right now, if a person with a disability chooses to live with somebody, chooses to get married, they face financial hardship even further so why would that be that that would sound like if two people were involved that would that would pool some money would make things easier why is it harder well because again as people with disabilities we're treated as disabled individuals only people don't look at the fact that we have lives we have families we we have all these other aspects to our life we have a right to have a full life so what ends up happening is if you have a person with a disability and if they get married and let's say if the other person's on on disability as well um they their income will be slashed whereas as two independent people you know they're getting a little bit more Hmm. isn't that wild well there has been an issue going on with this for a long long time and the fact that you are making it as public as possible and the fact that it has become public that we have a joint letter going to the prime minister especially at a time when they're talking about benefits for a lot of other things and how they've cut back on some of the benefits that they have been giving out to help with issues during the pandemic here's hoping they can see fit to do what this asks and at least you know, go back to the promise that was made during the throne speech and make it happen. That that only makes sense. If this was something brand new, that's different. But, Robbie, it's not brand new. This this was promised. 
Well, this this was promised, and what we learned last year when the pandemic hit, that people with disabilities were the last ones considered deserving of any kind of emergency benefit, right? We we moved heaven and earth. We broke every rule in the book, every system in the book to give out $2,000 a month to working Canadians. And yet we, because we felt that they cannot live without $2 a month, $2,000 a month. And we did not penalize them for having families or other members living in their household earning or, or getting a, a, eligible for the same supplement. People with disabilities have been living on about half that around this country forever, right? And we still don't see fit that they need to be brought to some reasonable amount and they shouldn't be clawed back. The inequities became really apparent as a result of the pandemic. People with disabilities were given $600 in in the fall when people, working Canadians were given money in the spring, seniors were given money towards summer, students were given money towards summer, students were given $1,250 a month. You know, well, no, you're exactly right. I mean, the CERB was paying two thousand dollars a month to some of those students and and others. So, no, exactly right. And and that we haven't seen that in the same vein for people with disabilities. Yeah, there's 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 something to be accounted for here, and we haven't heard that accounting. Rabia, thank you so much for bringing light to this issue. Please continue to do what you're doing, and good luck. Thank you so much. Take care. That's Rabia Kedder, who is the National Director of Disability Without Poverty, on the joint letter sent to the Prime Minister on disability benefits, saying this was a year ago. It was in the throne speech. It was there. So why hasn't there been movement on this? Because we're seeing the rise in the cost of living right now. We're seeing rents go up. We know that the price of food has gone up. And the fact that these disability benefits didn't really amount to much before, and now you add in those added costs, and then the idea that if you have two persons with disabilities who are together in a relationship, and that becomes a relationship where, where they're a couple, then all of a sudden their their benefits are, are cut? No, somebody's got to go into this and take a look. It's what they said they were going to do. Will this joint letter cause any action? Don't know, but we'll follow the story.